To write a love song that stands the test of time. That's all I ever wanted to do, said Karen O, front woman of New York rock band Yeah Yeah Yeahs. O achieved that with the single from the band's 2003 debut album, Fever to Tell. Unfortunately, the song only came to fruition because her relationship with Liars frontman Angus Andrew was coming to an end. Yeah Yeah Yeahs and Liars had toured together frequently in the early 2000s, and the two's relationship blossomed in this time. If the two bands had gone on touring together, then the relationship might have lasted longer, but this was not the case. It was while Liars was touring without Yeah Yeah Yeahs that O wrote an email to Andrew containing a line that would eventually become part of the lyrics in her hit song. Quote, Why do they get to be with you? They don't love you like I love you. The two eventually split apart, with Andrew accepting a job offer in another city and O moving to Los Angeles. Upon release as a single in 2004, the song hit number 9 on the Billboard Alternative Songs charts. And from there, its success has only continued to grow. NME voted it to be the best alternative love song of all time in 2009, it hit number 6 on Pitchfork's Top 500 Songs of the 2000s, and it is placed at number 368 on Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time list. That's right, we're talking Maps by Yeah Yeah Yeahs on Cover Me. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions, compares them against one another to find out which one loves you like I love you. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my straight enough co-host, Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger. Yeah. In the flesh, not in the flesh. Across the provincial border. I'm in flesh right now. That's true, yes. We're just not in the same flesh. Like... Our flesh is not visible to each other's yeah. flesh. We're not in the same meat space. Fleshily speaking. Spe- speaking fleshily, of course. Mm-hmm. Alex, how are you doing on this fine day? I'm, I'm doing pretty good on this fine day. Today's, today's pretty fine. That's good. Still, That's good to hear, Alex. Still just like kind of waiting out the pandemic thing. Um, yeah. It's kind of what it feels like at the moment, especially since uh, vaccinations started. Just kind of, just kind of waiting for that to happen. Yeah, waiting on that vaccination train. I, I hear you. I know the feeling. I'm in it. I would also like some vax, as the kids say. That's what they call it. They call it vax. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's wearing thin on me, Alex. This whole novelty of pandemics. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I've gotten so much opportunity to like do things, but I haven't really done much. I'm trying to do things right now, like accomplish mm-hmm. things, but. Also, not be too hard on myself for not accomplishing things. Yeah, I kind of go, like, wildly between those two extremes on any given day. It's like, I need to be doing everything. It's like, but take it easy on yourself. This is a tough time. And I'm like, that's exactly why I need to do everything. And it's, it's exactly <laughs> Exactly. Day to day, week to week, fluctuates wildly. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay, because right now we're doing the one thing we do every week that makes me feel at least semi-productive. Mm-hmm. And semi-relaxed. Uh, today we're talking about, I think, what for both of us is a rock band classic. So that was my first introduction to this band and this song, Maps by the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. Alex, yeah. tell me more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's my exposure, too, you know, through through rock band. I wasn't really... Because when this song came out, 2003 or whatever, mm-hmm. um, 
this wasn't the kind of music I would have listened to because I was, I think, like just getting into my pretty heavy like classic rock snob phase at the time. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't really have much exposure to music, and this is kind of that like. And I I looked up this term. I didn't know it off the top of my head. Early two thousands post punk revival. Hmm. Um. That I yeah like didn't didn't have much exposure to this and like i don't know what liars the band liars is like um you know i should have looked up what they sound like but i did not Um, apparently quite energetic so quite 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 a high energy rock and roll yeah let me see here give it a listen on air oh i listened to rumpus room which they do with shoo shoo not a, a, a staple of the the podcast um Okay, this one sounds pretty soft. Yeah, kind of, kind of in that same, same vein, vein-ish. Uh, yeah, and alternative. Uh, yeah, I, I know you can be very <laughs> v- general about it. It's alternative rock, right? Uh, even like the White Stripes were kind of in that area as well. Yeah, I believe of, like, one rock of rock and roll uh, in the early two thousands. Yeah, and the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, I think, opened or played a show with the White Stripes early on in their career, like in 2000. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, so definitely, like, of that scene. And, yeah, something that I didn't have an ear for at the time. Yeah, being, like, 10 years old. Being, like, 10 years old, yeah, my music taste was shit. And uh, Or, like, non-existent. And, like, I didn't even know how to get music. Back then, music was, like, my parents' CDs or, like, maybe some, like, or on the radio. Or maybe I would get a CD for like Christmas or whatever. I had money. My my money was spent on Lego at the time. Good, like I, that choice. was the focus. The focus was not on listening to rock and roll music. Yeah, a hundred percent. I had I had touched briefly into pop music, and then everybody made fun of me for my musical taste of Backstreet Boys and Prozac. So I I, I was like, I guess music's just not for this kid. <laughs> Just so. not for me. <laughs> People made fun of you for Backstreet Boys? Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember being like, wow, now I have Millennium just like all the cool kids. I don't know. I, people just didn't like me in general. I we, had, we went to different elementary schools. Were, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a different scene. It's a you know? very different experience considering that it was like a community over. Yeah. It's, uh, you'd think they'd be the same. Not, not the case. Somebody was once confused why I was singing a song that was like a year old at the time. Because they, they said it was too old? Yeah, they're like, that shit's too old. I'm like, is that how music <laughs> works? <laughs> yeah, well, ki- when, you're, when you're really young and, like, time just happens differently, you know? Like, it, it drags so slowly when you're mm-hmm. very young. Uh, I was actually thinking about that, like, in relation to pandemic stuff. For yeah. some young people, it's got to feel like this has been just fucking forever. And, like, it's rough on us. Who yeah. Have, who experienced time a little bit more um, steadily, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, 100%. I can't imagine going through this in in my youth, especially if it was in my youth when I didn't have a taste for music. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. I'd have been, I'd have been hell, man. Um, so, yeah, even, like, even when playing this in rock band, I was, I was kind of in the throes of classic rock supremacy phase. Yeah, um, and it was yeah. like, I enjoyed the song well enough, but like wouldn't admit to it kind of thing. 100%. I was like, oh, should we throw this one on? Because it's easy, and it's easy to play on a rock band for sure. Yeah, but... and the drums are fun. Yes! 
Love the drums on this. Uh, which we'll talk about more. Um, yeah. So it wasn't until fucking years later when I was listening to the Cracked podcast and Jack O'Brien put this on for one of the the episodes and then was like, yeah, this is a good song. And I was like, I shouldn't give this song uh, like yeah, an honest listen. It's a good song. Uh, listen, I was like, oh yeah, this song's fucking good. And so yeah, it's kind of been on and off in the rotation ever since. Yeah. And uh, the other thing, just kind of as a factoid, it's noted for being like the direct inspiration for Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of interesting. Not a song I would have listened to at the time either, but a song that I... Again, one of those like pop songs that I knew in the background, more so than Maps. Um, yeah. And had an actual exposure to. And like, you know, giant air quotes, ironically, sang along to. And somehow knew all the words, you know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Now, interestingly about that, so, uh, yeah, it seems to be gone features a precise replica of the, the guitar break in this song, uh, which Karen O was not impressed with. She told Rolling Stone, quote, it was like getting bitten by a poisonous varmint. That's pretty extreme, but that sounds about, like, in line for, you know... Yeah, for the rock, era... Rock and roll and, like, po- poetry types. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For, like, the time period. I read the whole interview with Rolling Stone's or with Rolling Stone, rather, it'd be much cooler if it was with the Rolling Stones. But uh, yeah, it really read like a piece of early two thousands, like art, like like an art rocker being like, "Oh my god!" Right. I guess like the the way they speak now, we can look back and be like, "Oh, that's how we talked back then," or "That's how this." Uh, but that was just normal for them. And, yeah, it's uh, just normal. We use strange words, and this is you know this is in a record on the internet, so. In five yeah. to ten years, probably even now, people will be like, "What are these guys talking about? Do they seriously, <laughs> do they seriously talk about how they dig things?" Is that? Oh my god, that's that seventies are back though, right? We're we're back on. That? I don't know. They might have gone. They might have left again. I think some things you just gotta hold on to against all reason. Yeah, so, like uh, I'm not I'm not gonna like go out of my way to try to act like I'm younger than I am because that's that's weird, right? Super weird. Like yeah. that's that's an unusual thing. I mean, you gotta do things you enjoy but uh also don't like try to just make young people like you because that's i don't know like what are you doing yeah what are you like that's midlife crisis stuff right that is which is fine if you're into it i guess like i don't want to be too judgmental yeah i mean do what you gotta do but you know but like don't don't do what you don't gotta do that's also not good advice (laughs) terrible don't have to do it ignore it but this Only is do what not you an advice podcast. Yeah, we're going getting off topic here. The point we're, is, it's... Maps, um, Since You've Been Gone, uh, it inspired it. Supposedly, the story is the guys who wrote Since You've Been Gone listened to Maps and were just like sitting around, maybe smoking weed. I don't remember the story. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're just like getting frustrated that the, that Maps doesn't have like a big chorus, big pop chorus, because mm. pop music was their thing. So they... They did that. They wrote that version of the song. That's... I think that makes that song a lot worse. Yeah, <laughs> like it's directly eyes. inspired. They were like, well, if let's do maps, but with a, you know, huge pop chorus. Yeah, and, and taken from that angle, I can see more of Karen O's disgust with it. Uh, yeah, if it's more than just the guitar bridge that's been lifted, but I sort... To look at somebody else's work and be like, well, this needs to be a pop version... And but not do not it a again, cover. Pop. Uh, yeah, do it yeah, again. Not, pop. not a cover with like an added something. Just mm-hmm. a, another song that. Yeah. 
That's yeah, kind of disgusting. Good. Let's talk about these lyrics, though, Alex. Let's yeah, do this. Because there's not much. Um, in fact, verse one is five words, one of which is a contraction, so I could give you six, but... Yeah, if you're pushing, could be six. Yeah, it could be six. Pack up, I'm straight, enough. That's it. Bam. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you think about that? So the story, the story behind the song um, is, as you mentioned, it was Angus Andrew, who, or or Karen O of the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, yeah. was last dating. Name, her, her last name is Orzalek, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, goes by Karen O, professionally. Yeah. Um, was dating Angus Andrew from Liars, or The Liars, perhaps. I think it's um, just liars. They're just yeah, 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 which made a, that intro really frustrating. From right. a contemporary band, uh, yeah. in a similar vein, and they were or sh- the yeah, 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 as at least possibly both groups were going on tour, so they were going to mm-hmm. be apart. So they weren't. It wasn't like a breakup, but it was about being apart from someone and kind of not wanting the relationship to end. Yeah, is where it's coming from. So like, pack up, as I understand, really is just talking about packing up and leaving each other because they're going to be apart. It's about distance. It's not like pack up your things and get out because I'm mad. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's sort of just about a mutual parting, whether it is for just like touring purposes or whether it is their life going in different directions, which seems right. to be what happened anyway. You're right. right it's so not like pack a, up as get, a metaphor for. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really just like, well, uh, pack up because we're both moving in, in different directions right now. Yeah, and I'm I'm reading I'm straight enough. So uh, the interpretation of straight being like I'm all right, like like things are sorted, um, but right. then sort of uh, being qualified by enough, by enough, like enough to to live. Like I'll, I'll be fine, but it's not going to be great. Um, yeah, like obviously I'm still hurting, but I'm I'm straight enough. Like you can go and it'll be fine. Yeah, and like the presentation also. Um, there's such a pause between I'm straight and enough that mm-hmm. it's kind of feels like this afterthought of almost like said under your breath afterwards be like i'm fine mostly like yeah mostly like, yeah, yeah it's it's said under your breath it is it's after the fact yeah so that's verse one it's yeah leave i'll be okay basically um and then we come to the pre-chorus which is oh fucking genius says i'll say 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 it's not it's oh say 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 what say what um yeah that one i don't i don't think we can there's much to read into in the repetition of say um whether it is it unless we read it as her trying to mentally tell herself to say the chorus Right, and like, basically trying to say, I love you, mm-hmm. is what I'm getting out of it. Or wanting the other person to say, I love you. That's kind of the two, yeah. two ways I, I think, could see it. Yeah, hidden in it is intense longing, if nothing yeah. else. Um, And then we come to the chorus, wait, they don't love you like I love you. Wait, they don't love you like I love you. Maps, wait, they don't love you like I love you. Nah. Of course, maps is the word maps is also held for a while. Uh, for yes, um, yes, pretty straightforward. Just I guess because you know they're parting. Like, hang on, I have one more thing to say, 
and it's not only do I love you, but like in way ways other people wouldn't. Mm-hmm. It's unique and special. Yeah, because even in the, the original context, being this email she sent, she was referring to I think the like Angus's bandmates being like, "Well, they don't love you like I love you," or even maybe oh. the audience being like, "These people don't like." I know you're out there and you have to tour, but but like, don't, they don't forget love you about like, I love me. you. Yeah, there's a big "Don't forget about me" vibe, and obviously, like our relationship is special. Um, now, some people theorize that Maps is an acronym for My Angus. Please stay. Yeah, I'm. I would. I don't. I couldn't find an origin for the acronym. Like, where does mm-hmm. that come from? I don't know who said it first. Besides the fact that it fits, right? It yeah. seems very retrofitted like, to be like, well, it's probably this. Yeah, thematically. Yeah. Because it's about separating of people, and it's specifically about Angus Andrew. We know that for mm-hmm. sure. It was written about Angus Andrew. Um, so, yeah, it, like it could be. Also, there's sort of the um, imagery side of it, where it is. I mean, they're talking about them walking on different paths, basically. Mm-hmm. So whether it's the maps that they follow or perhaps a map that would lead them back together or something like that. The map is a relevant thing. Right. Yeah, like at, at like a map itself with it, the first uh verse being about travel, being like pack up, which is typically for travel. Yeah. A map being at the center of it whether it's a a map to back to each other or whether it's just kind of like like yeah maybe we'll find each other as a path back or you're traveling i'm traveling that maps will keep us together or something um one thought i had and this is uh i don't know this is just a, a stretch of the imagination but henry david thoreau was a, oh. an author who kind of focused on like nature he was big on nature he was like fuck yeah nature's dank right as hell and then in one of his writings he talks about how a map I mean, it's a very basic observation on level. He's like, a map is not the land. So it's a symbol, right? Ultimately, he's like, I, I, I followed this map to this place, and it, it didn't exist. What was on this map was no longer there. One, because time changes things, and two, because I, the, the moment you put that down on a map, it's a, you know, it's a marker of a piece in time. Sure, I guess it's like how, like, writing is just an abstract symbol representing ideas or sounds which represent ideas. Even right. speech is just abstractly representing thoughts. Right. We're, we're constantly working in a, in a world of symbols. And so relating this back to maps and to travel, um, it's almost as if she's saying, like, the love you're looking for out there is possibly not real. It's maps. It's where, whereas what is here, me, is is the, the, the true love. See, I didn't read that deeply into it, I'll admit. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I 100% think that's too deep or like too far to go. And nobody's mentioned Henry David Thoreau here except me. So I'm probably off base. <laughs> but I, I think it's fun to throw that in here. Yeah, what's it, what's it called? We used to do that in, in essays. In, well, I mean, I, my reference for essays is high school. Um, right. Like, yeah, bring bring in other works and and see how they compare and see what. Yeah, that's called. Uh, say about stuff. both of them based on concepts. One thing said. Right, like a compare and contrast kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, nonetheless, I think we've kind of gone over what maps could mean. Yeah. mean. Um, wait, they don't love you like I love you. Very simple. Come to verse two. Made yeah. off, don't stray. My kind's your kind, I'll stay the same. Pack up, don't stray. Um, yeah, well, this is interesting, because, like, they specifically say don't, or she specifically says don't stray here, which generally that means, like, stay on a known path, mm-hmm. which could be represented by a map. Right. So, like, don't stray, because so perhaps the map is, you know, leading them back to the other kind of thing, like, follow this map and we'll we'll meet up at the end or whatever. Mm-hmm. So and because they weren't like ending their relationship, they were just going to be apart for a long time. Um, then this part says to me that it's kind of this hope that they will end up back together eventually. Yeah, that a hundred percent. And also in "Don't Stray" is the like don't don't change, right? Because she says I'll stay the same. Oh right. So even when you're out there and uh, like you've made off, you're gone. Uh, don't you know? Don't go changing. <laughs> right yeah it's a billy joel song <laughs> yeah um, exactly except the opposite because that's don't go changing for me um anyway mm-hmm. yes and of course the like general fear this idea fear of the idea that other people are people who grow and change uh it's mm-hmm. a scary thing yeah and she says like we're the same kind my kind's your kind so I'll stay the same. So when we come back, when we meet you up, you also stay the same, and then yeah. everything will be fine. It was not fine. They broke up. It was not fine. They broke up. She's married to another dude now. She's got a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so cool song. Sounds like everyone you know made it out okay in the end. But yeah. On that, yeah. Again, that's another. This is a moment distilled, right? Because like obviously this isn't some part of some greater love story. This is one moment in time where Karen O and yeah, Vegas one like Andrew. We're in love. Yeah, one like very specific feeling mm-hmm. in just a few lines, which we've and talked is... about. I'm trying to think of another example. We've talked about that. You know, these like very concise po- like pieces of poetry where they're like, hey, I felt this thing and wrote down some words about it. Let's, yeah. make, a, let's make a chorus. Yeah, and it is worth noting this is another one, uh, like one of those quickly written songs that we often talk about on here. Uh, I saw a quote that said she wrote the lyrics in five minutes, and yeah. then another that said the song was written in 20 minutes. So. Yeah, well, I think her quote, she said the song wrote itself in, like, five minutes. So she was probably right. not necess- not speaking literally. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 fair enough. Um, but it, it happened, it came together very quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's another one of those which I think can feel you know, sort of, you know, unedited and more more real, more raw as a result of that. Right, and, I mean... If the uh, deluxe edition of the album has an early demo version of it. So mm. the other band member whose name escapes me right now. Oh, is it, uh, it's Chris something, isn't it? Right? There's a Nick and a Brian, but I can't remember who it was. Um, it was like their synthesizer guy. I was working with drum loops. Okay. Um, and he made the, the drum track, basically. And if you listen to the demo off their deluxe album... Um, yeah. Fever to Tell Deluxe Edition, the like one minute long version, because there's two early demos. Uh, yeah. Um, it's just, you can hear, and it's just like very industrial. It's the same drums, the uh, but it's just, it has this very like tall feeling on the drums. And, and that was something that he was working on. And she had written, 
these lyrics, I guess, or wrote them afterwards. I'm not 100% clear, but like it did all come together very fast and sort of the, the drum loop was already in place. And then they just sort of put them together and recorded it really quickly as a demo. Right. And then brought in these other elements later on. Yeah, listening to that early four-track demo, they have that chorus. Whether it's, Is it a synth on the chorus that does that? Um, uh, I think so. Um, yeah, so it's got that component. It's got the drums, like you said. It has that, that sort of crunch, distortion, fuzz, whatever it is that's pretty signature to this song. Yeah, the um, drums sound like it's the same drums uh, rhythmically, but they sound quite different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I think they're a little cleaner on the the actual. Definitely, I think here. it's just I've like they took the the drum loop, the like synthesized drums, and just played mm-hmm. them on regular drums. I think regular drums. Yeah, I at least that's that. what that's what's happening in the music video. Right. Is yeah. they're just like this three piece band. Mm-hmm. Who, interestingly um, enough, yeah. don't have a bass player. That's right. So uh, sorry, bassists. Yeah. Sucks to be you. Can't can't play in a yeah yeah yeah's cover band. <laughs> Apply for a, that. They'll say no no no. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that's the lyrics. We've actually discussed them all because we've talked about verse two. Yep. Um. We talked about the chorus and we talked about verse one and that's all of it. Yeah, and then they just repeat that chorus a couple times. Yeah. Gets more intense at one point. We'll talk about that in the next section. Yes. Let's talk about the instrumentation, Alex. Yes. Um. Yes. So it starts a little different from the. From the um. Oh, what's this? Fake email. Sorry, I got a scam email. Come on, Alex. It distracted me. Um. So uh, one of, one of the complaints um cut out the thing I said before because I'm, I'm not continuing on that thread yet. Okay, sure. Uh, uh, about scam emails. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Uh, one of the things that um, the I, I forget their names, the guys who wrote "Since You've Been Gone" complained about was that like the song would like go up to seven and then drop back down, you know, seven on a scale of one to ten kind of thing, intensity, and then right. drop back down. Um, but that's kind of the the way the song goes. Like it it builds in intensity a bit, and then like gets to the the chorus, which I I, I think it fits thematically. Because it's mm-hmm. it, there's like this feeling of longing. It's not supposed to be this really high energy uh, celebration of of independence, like since you've been gone. Yeah. Um. It's it's a very different song. Um. And really, the, I I also would posit that there is a climax of this song, and it does get quite intense, and that is the instrumental section. But maybe we should yeah. go in order. That's just my 100%. overall. That's a good overall. I agree with that. So we start with this, uh, this kind of like two note pattern on that guitar. Yeah, I think I think it's just one note, honestly. It's just because um, he's. Oh yeah, and just kind of he's, he's just strumming fast. back and forth fast. It's pretty yeah, fast. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but it does sound like two different sounds a little bit because it's upstrum and downstrum. Yeah, good, good call there, Alex. So yeah, opens with that. Then we get those those drums, very tom heavy. Um, that. Yeah, which is why it's so much fun to play in in rock band because it's a little bit different drum pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then at thirty seconds we get vocals and that uh, guitar just doing the. Yeah, kind of playing. I don't know if it's doing like a 
like are those hammer-ons i'm trying to remember how what it's like in rock band um if it if it actually changes or just plays a single note yeah i'm not sure um but anyway yeah that part which is kind of like a little pre like chord progression even though it's not mm. playing chords i don't think um yeah no i think but it, it sort of follows the harmony of yeah. the song um one other uh thing i wanted to mention just about the beginning uh we talked about the way the song particularly in the pre-chorus like they're sort of trying to convince themselves to say this thing and yeah the beginning of the song kind of kind of supports that because it sits on that first sound which is just one note played over and over again for like a while for like yeah. 10 to 15 seconds i want to say um and that sort of to me has this feeling of like like taking in a breath and like then going on with it sort of thing like needing yeah. a second to just and it's a little it's a little first. bit tense right because it is just that one note it's a fairly high note fairly high fairly fast yeah. yeah anyway it's effective it, i think it is effective i would agree to that um yeah so that's kind of your build up is this slow addition of instruments and then what the chorus brings in really in terms of energy is that that fuzzy synth at the bottom it's a very bassy one that yes that really low end yeah um so i don't know exactly what that is kind of droney a little bit not not totally but more like a pedal i guess no not that either yeah it could almost be a guitar doing that yeah like I, I don't know exactly synth, but what it is like... but it is very low it could just be a distorted guitar yeah um note on the vocals mm -hmm. it's not like this super intense like trained vocal performance um it's kind of i mean it's this early 2000s thing so it does have this sort of like breathy detachedness to it Mm -hmm. but compared to some i mean the song ends up being a little bit more like direct and emotional i would say compared to that yeah kind of stuff. this is the first one where it's it's very uh like very tender very shy yeah it's uh yeah so it is quite low it's a very subdued performance yeah and now supposedly uh karen O uh has said that her or she was kind of inspired to sing by um neil young or and and Jeff Mangum were the big ones mentioned. Okay. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I could see some of that in there. It definitely, like I can see the like Jeff Mangum, Neutral Milk Hotel uh, influence overall, just because it's alt rock from the early two thousands. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. But uh, anyway, just thought I'd throw that in. Yeah, and so we get a, a a small guitar bridge. It's really just a, an extension of what it's been playing so far. That just before they go into the verse. Yeah, second verse. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of like goes back to the verse instrumentation, right? Or does it add? Yeah, other... that's pretty much it. Yeah. And it's uh, it's just it has the space because she's not singing yet. And and the drums because the drums in the chorus stay basically the same, but they add cymbals. Yeah, I'm a little more symbol focus. Uh, and then it goes back in the second verse. Um, mm -hmm. There is 
a high guitar that plays a little bit uh, before the vocals come in. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what that means. Hang on a second. Like different from the guitar that takes us in on that bridge? Oh, no. Okay, I got it. That guitar is playing... All I meant by this note was that the guitar is playing before the vocals now, whereas before it came in with the vocals. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I follow. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's yeah. it. Now, second verse, pretty much the same as the first. Uh, in the chorus, the second half is where things start to kind of pick up. Mm-hmm. And something that I, I noticed, and it is a bit on the, the first chorus is there's a a small echo under some of her words particularly at the end of the first chorus on weight only some uh, yeah only some of it only some of it it's audible anyway okay uh, or at least to my ear but yeah right, so she gets so she wait and i'm like um my the moment i want to pick out here that i i've always remembered in part from playing the drums on rock band is around 140 or 141 where she, this is where she started to increase in energy, and then there's that just dun 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 dun, like three notes in a row on the the toms there. Yeah, like one forty one. That's where it introduces. Which part comes in? Sorry. The it's the drum. I mean, the drums are there the whole time, but right. they do just like a straight like three tom hits that are, for me, part of the 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 big like pushing to the climax. Anyway, is. This is right, where we're getting okay. the build to the the actual guitar bridge. Or yeah, I noticed the cymbals ringing out a lot more in the in the later parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there is an increased intensity on here. This is where she's actually starting to to push her vocals a little bit. It's not subdued anymore. And then after this, after she does her her big maps, we go into the actual guitar bridge, which has got a lot of distortion on it. Um, yeah, cool, cool little riff. I, this is, I mean, in terms of intensity, I, I don't know why this isn't like it's pretty high intensity. Wasn't high intensity enough for those guys? Yeah, I think they're fools. <laughs> Couldn't write their own fucking song, so they stole. I mean, there's much more pop focused, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but this is not quite that. Yeah, particularly with those drums. Like the drums hold up a lot of the energy in this yeah. song. I mean, like on this part, the drums are going pretty wild. Like it's still doing the the pattern, still doing with the cymbals, but the cymbals just get like wilder and wilder. Yeah. So yeah, we get that. It simplifies for a bit, and then I guess this bridge is basically a middle eight because it takes us back to the chorus again. Yeah, chorus, I don't know if it's eight bars, but. It doesn't have to be. So it doesn't have to be. So um, and there's another there's another guitar riff that plays. You you said simplifies. Is yeah. That, it's like, it is simpler. It's not. It's just kind of like playing notes, possibly, with that. Maybe that's the hammer on part. Ding, oh ding, yeah, ding, that would 100 percent be your hammer on part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it kind of yeah. sounds like the earlier part, but it's a, uh, got more notes happening. Mm-hmm. More action. More action. Yeah. You know, action. As defined in instruments, the distance between the strings and the fretboard. That's correct. Which is not what I meant here. I'm just trying to confuse people. 
That's um, good. That's what people come to this show for, Alex, is confusion. Yeah, confusion. I try to be as vague as possible. So we get another course, and then we yeah, get Yeah, there's another course, and of... the instruments play. Yeah. We get a bigger version of that bridge that we just did. Yeah. Um, the lower... In that chorus, though, the lower guitar... Mm-hmm. Really start to get some buzz on that. Like, it feels more intense now. Yeah. Um... I can't remember which part I'm referring to specifically, though. <laughs> I, I think oh, it, I think man. it is the, it is a subtler build on this song than uh, perhaps your pop artists would like. Like that part, it kind of breaks up more later on. Am I crazy? Does that happen? Um. Yeah, I'm crazy. Yeah, I think you're crazy, Alex. No, I don't know what I'm talking about. Don't listen to me. Well, I won't ever again. Uh, the yeah. So then it all kind of comes to a big uh, a final. And but it sounds like they're gonna end it like three twenty. Yeah. And then they don't. Yeah. Like so that's. Fade and then they're just doing the intro. And then there's kind of like this high like synthesizers and just. Sits on that for a while. I yeah, the synthesizer. Way. It could be its feedback of some sort. Yeah, and that's that's the lead-in for the next song, Y Control. Oh, that but was, it's that it's also that. included in the music video version. So I don't know. It seems odd to, to keep it in, in especially in the music video because you, you don't need that to seamlessly transition into the. Next yeah, one. on the album, I get it. But, but yeah, maybe they're just like, well, we got to do it with the one version we've got. Um, with that, let's talk about the music video, Alex. Yeah, let's talk about the music video. Uh, the music video apparently got a lot of play on MTV back in the day. That's correct. Um, it's a pretty straightforward band performance, but it's known for, um, the fact that Karen O is just, like, crying. Yeah. Um, and the story there is Angus, that's, is that his last name or his first name? His first name Angus is Angus. Is last name. name Andrew. He's a he's a two first name kind of uh, guy. Yeah. <laughs> Angus Andrew was supposed to show up, and he was yeah. uh, to the to the video shoot. And the song she'd written the song about him, and he was like super late, and she was sad. And That's they right. Put it in the video. Yeah, she says I didn't think he was even going to come, and this was the song that was written for him. He eventually showed up, and I got myself in a real emotional state. Yeah, and they were both, like, going on tour. Like, this was what the song was about, was them separating. So. Yeah, that's a, that sounds yeah. like it would be a big emotional thing. He was three hours late, supposed to be there, and it was kind of like her last chance to see him before going on tour. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she, cr- yeah. she cries real tears. And that's why this video was nominated for four MTV Video Music Awards at the 2004 ceremony, including Best Art Direction, Best Editing, Best Cinematography, and the MTV2 award, which what that means, I don't know. But they were nominated. It's directed by Patrick Daughters. By who? Patrick Daughters. No way. So he's a guy who directs videos and commercials. <laughs> this is this is one of those. Um, yes. So the the video starts and it like the camera pans over. Is it panning? I can't remember. Um, um yeah is it left to right that's a pan baby um well it's right to left but i think that's well, i mean yeah i'm talking <laughs> your x-axis horizontally yeah. um like across the set which seems to be in a school 
Yeah, it's it looks like, like a like school a, auditorium. Yeah. Or possibly or, just, it looks like a lunchroom to me, honestly. Oh, yeah, but, it could be. But I don't know. I mean, you know, depending on how rich your school stage. is, that might be the same thing. Could be true. Could be both. Um, actually, in our school, there was like, in our high school, and it's probably gone now because they did a whole bunch of remodeling. Um, but there was like the, the stage opened up into the cafeteria, but they always kept Oh, that's it right. Yeah. So it could be a similar situation. Could be a similar thing. Um, this this kind of looks like a gym that would be also like used. It does, for... doesn't it? Yeah, it could be a gym. Yeah. So there's a bunch of tables set up, and there's clearly a bunch of crew and staff and balloons, uh, and and people with headphones on and stuff. And there's a guy talking mm-hmm. about things, and they're like, "All right, start doing the thing, doing the song," and then it and then it shows the stage, and they start doing the song. Yeah, so it opens up on your boy on guitar. Um, a lot of like the first minute of this video, or at least after they start, is just like v- changing whose face they're closing up on in the band. So it'll go from from Karen to the drummer to the guitarist, and they're not like, especially the guitarist is not doing anything interesting. Like no, because he's playing the like. Yeah, he's playing the one note. Because there's multiple guitar parts in this song, but there's only the three band members in the video, so they only show that. And then yeah. he plays the riff later on, though. He does, yes. Um, and then we get Karen O singing, eyes just fucking wide open, and yeah. she's wearing wearing one glove. Yeah. Does she have uh like a a plastic bow and arrow over her shoulder in most but not all shots? I did not notice that, Alex. But I'm I'm keeping my eyes peeled for it now. Because like right uh, off the start. Oh, I see like a an arrow. I see like the tail, like the feathers on it. I didn't notice an arrow. I see some red feathers coming off of her right side, our left. Yeah, I'm just seeing like. Oh yeah, I'm seeing that plastic bow. Yeah, I see the feathers now. Now it's, but it. Yeah, okay, you can see it better. Earlier on, and she kind of like dances slowly as well, kind of swaying back and forth. Yeah, the big like thing in this video. It's just like the light color changes. Yeah, there's some cool light color changes. A lot of like lens flare and some like depth of field stuff. Um, yeah, and yeah, lots of light color change, which is very like to to me evocative of like this high school setting. Because I I had to do lights sometimes, and you just like change the gel on the light. Gels are what you call the plastic you put in front of the light to make the color change. Right. Yeah, and it, it dedicates, like, entire shots to just the light, and it, it specifically it changing color, changing yeah. gels. So there's a lot of that. Yeah. And then it's, uh, I think it's around, uh, I think it's around the first guitar bridge, is it, where she starts crying? Yeah, she's a little weepy throughout, I think. But yeah, yeah, you can... You start you can to get actual, like, tears. Tell she's coming undone a little bit, which is, I think, what sells this music video because otherwise it's pretty standard yeah i, I mean there's some I, the colors and lens flare and stuff actually do look pretty cool compared mm-hmm. to some of the ones without it being like overly polished looking because it is fairly low budget right we're not like super popular at this time so i think it looks pretty good um, yeah, I guess I'm I'm just used to especially early two thousands. Like I'm used to Stacy's mom. I'm used to right. I believe in a thing called love. Big again, toxic. low budget energy, but like yeah, toxic. 
things that are are, are very dynamic. I guess so. Happening. It's not it's not like I believe in a thing called love where they had like it was it was like cheap seventies sci fi sets, but it was like a set. Whereas this is like everything went into the camera, kind of. Like it's yeah, all... and you're right. Like it is well shot, and obviously right. it was nominated for awards. Yeah, and it, it, it seems to be. Seems... Yeah suits the tone of the song um yeah. we get a shot of the the disinterested audience at around the three minute mark <laughs> right and like like the one interested like sound guy is <laughs> leaning up there he's like yeah yeah it's good music that's kind of fun too like you get this sort of difference between like close-ups of her face where she's like sobbing mm-hmm. like legitimately sobbing and then everyone just sitting in the audience kind of casually looking on and a child there's a child on someone's lap Nope, they're not on a lap, but it looked like they were. They're just in a chair. Yeah. Well, that sound guy is into it. Yeah, he's totally into this song. <laughs> he's like, fuck yeah. Um, yeah, and the, and the lights sort of get more, uh, I don't know, like distorted, like bigger flare on them as you get into the, the later end of the yeah. video. Everything's red. Um, And then, of course, like the song ends and the lights go out and then the house lights come on. And then it's it's just kind of ends. Yeah, the uh, the lights near the end kind of look like the like those energy walls in in Star Wars uh, Episode One: Phantom Menace. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, yeah, so like pretty basic video in terms of, like as a band performance, but really it's like that combined with um, "You're Beautiful" because it's mostly face close up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and there's a there's a heavy uh, moisture aspect. Yeah, heavy moisture aspect. She does look like like just drenched from the the head down. Yeah. Plus, like it's uh, her hair. It's kind of like the style of the time. Her hair is covering her eyes, so it's kind of Mm -hmm. like getting wet, presumably with sweat, but also possibly tears. Wet sweat. Yeah. yeah. So like, it, apparently it looks, she yeah, it was one of the earlier performances of the yeah yeah yeahs, but she was like, we only had four songs, and she's like, I needed to make it look like we were we were really working up a sweat out there, so I poured a a miniature bottle of olive oil <laughs> for my head. That sounds awful. Yeah, um, it doesn't sound great. And she said she had made these like heart shaped nipple pasties for for her her nipples just under her shirt and then it just made it look like she had really big nipples apparently so that <laughs> didn't go too well for her either but that was uh, something she did that's fun and so maybe her her ideas of <laughs> just wet musicians kind of came up in this and she was like well was like i gotta have a bit of a wet look to me, my hair let me get some olive oil we gotta make this yeah. video moist moist yeah, and in the sort of the the subtle touches of this video, I think playing to the song itself, which is fairly minimalist and has some just subtle touches to add texture and and depth to the the track. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I have to say about this, Alex. Yeah. More than Let's I was ta- expecting to say about this. Truthfully, but sometimes that happens. Let's talk about cover versions, starting with Duke special in two thousand six. Say 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 oh say 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 with they don't love you like I love you with they don't love you like I love you. We talked about Duke special a while back. Yeah, I couldn't um, remember for was, what. I know there's an answer. I know there's an answer. And what is it? What song did we talk about? <laughs> <laughs> It's actually um, off the same album. Oh, shit. Really? Um, I, I must have not looked that hard. Yeah. 
Well, is it I Know There's an Answer? It is. See, because I, I was trying to find our playlist, but I couldn't because I was looking for I Know There's an Answer. But the playlist oh, is, of, uh, is called Hang On To Your Ego. That's correct, yes. So, anyway. Yes, that's the one. He's uh, So, this is a live album that has uh, covers on it. All covers? I can't remember. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I don't think so. Drink to me only with thine eyes. That's definitely an old song. Tainted love. Anyway, uh, there's some right. covers so, in there. Yeah, so he's known. He's from Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. Just a, a small town outside of Belfast. And uh, Belfast, probably Belfast. Belfast. Um. Yeah, and he's he's known for his hobo chic, hobo chic hobo style chic dress style. and music. Uh, which I think mostly means he has like kind of dreadlocks and uh, deep parts them. I don't know. What he looks yeah. like nowadays. This is 2009 that I'm looking at for his hair. Okay. Yeah. 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 He wears this hat and he's got those dreadlocks and like a, I guess a non-expensive suit. I guess so. Maybe that's the, <laughs> maybe that's the chic part. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe and that like is long hair and a suit. Um. So we get instead of the one note on a guitar being being strummed up and down we get is it a harmonica is it bagpipes? i think it's pipes you think it's pipes yeah um, i don't okay. know what kind specifically um i threw out illin pipes but that's a right. type of bagpipe i believe okay some it's, of the red zone pipes, i think and i think um, that either there's two of them or he, he starts playing two notes out of it at one point because it kind like of doubles up uh harmonize like okay you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah they they can play more than one note on on they have multiple reads that's what I'm trying right. to say. So, so then, yeah, that's what happens. But and they just yeah, that is the song. that is present throughout the song. So that's their their answer for the the rhythm guitar. Yeah, um, and they kind of like was an interesting swell choice. And stuff. Mm-hmm. In terms of his like slower piano led version, because that's really the rest of the song is him playing the piano. Yeah, well, and singing obviously. Um, um, and it is sparse piano to start. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was like based on anything from the original. Yeah, the, the play, didn't what he seem actually that plays. way to me. Just seems like it's kind of a piano part. Um, it, that said, it at least at the beginning you were saying it's sparse, and I think it sort of has a similar um, affect uh, to the verses because the verses kind of pause between each line. You know, pack up. Mm-hmm. So the piano sort of does that where it has small pauses between segments of play. Yeah, we're building up the dramatic energy here because yeah. you got these the, a piano. That's what you got to do. Yeah. So I mean, the big thing about the piano for me is it's not really playing like a memorable riff or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, kind it's of like playing it's along referencing the, the original. And it sounds yeah. nice, but it's not like yeah. it doesn't like really stick in your head. It's 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 underneath. Hmm. Um, like, like he's got a nice enough voice. Um, there are certain words where you'll really hear his Irish accent coming through, particularly "wait." Yes, he definitely has those Irish vowels. Yeah, uh, coming through, or I guess Northern Irish. I don't really know how the accent would differ. That yeah, much, but I it's couldn't a tell you. Reasonably large island. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really know what the scale is because I've only seen it on. Ma. <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh, with that are that are projected out and make things look weird. So I don't actually have much um, of a 
concept of how big Ireland is, but that's beside the point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of like that's the setup, really, because it's it's this kind of it's like this soft piano led version. Uh, like when you get to the chorus, he said, "Wait, hold the um chord," and then for the yeah. maps part, when he's singing maps, it sort of plays again more. Yeah. So he starts to pick up at like about halfway th- or like two thirds of the way through two nineteen. Like the piano starts playing a little more. He picks up his volume a bit, not yeah, a lot. The pipes pick up a bit too, though. That's correct. Yeah, the pipes, everything. Um, really worth noting is a lyrical change, small one. Uh, my kinds, your kind will stay the same. Yeah, that. I mean, based on what we said about it. Where that that's more like a promise in the original. I'll stay mm-hmm. the same. And sort of asking, hey, you should also stay the same. Yeah. Um, or suggesting it. So it, it's a minor change. Possibly uh, misses the point a little bit. But it sounds almost like it would be so easy to like just say that by accident in your performance. Oh, and, and it's a and live one, right? It so it, I, I don't think it means a... anything is what is what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think he changed it with purpose. But, uh, I mean, given that it exists now, we have the, the joy of looking at it as such. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess it does sound more like a guarantee in that it's like, we'll stay the same. Like, I know regardless of how far apart we go, we'll, we'll still be the same kind. Or, like, Which is... in, in the person really wanting to believe that. Yeah. Yeah, whether it is uh, a guarantee or uh, 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 just a hope hard to say um we do get the guitar bridge played on the piano around 237 right yeah it goes right into that um on the wrong timestamp. yeah it's sort of like it it still tries to do the like intensity increase of the guitar from the original it's like it's a yeah. similar similar thing with like some extra sounds around ornamentation yeah and then uh, just like the other one it kind of strips down and then it delivers right, back a, to a chorus lower piano back to another chorus um and at least at the start it, it's very minim minimal compared to the other ones or or mm-hmm. at least like the piano gets very very soft there yeah 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 and then sort of in the later parts uh when he's soft he's kind of playing higher notes so you get these like high t- twinkly sounds and then he kind of comes back in with the low end and plays that bass the bass parts on the piano as well mm-hmm. um so that's kind of how he splits that part and kind of makes another mini build yeah and then of course gets to the end kind of similar to the original plays a, a five without the of course the intro for a song that he's not going to play attached on <laughs> right yeah um other than that the only thing i noticed when he when he sings the word maps in the original mm. it, they kind of did it in groups of three Map. up down up. right uh whereas he really just does it in two two parts he doesn't do the same oh thing. yeah he's like maps. yeah just kind of back and yeah. forth so so it's a little different mm-hmm different way of approaching it and especially because he sort of slowed it down um it sort of fits a little better it doesn't sound like he's trying to jump around or or outpace the song kind of 
Right. Yeah, he really does slow this down and take the steps necessary to make it function in a, in a slower space. Yeah. Yeah, I thought for... I mean, we, we talk about slow piano versions a lot. Um, this one was good. I, I, he's got a good voice. Uh, the drone with from the, the pipes... Perfect. I think a perfect right. yeah. amount of pipes. Had a little Any bit more than that, it'd been too flavor. much. But. Yeah, if they had had a whole like, um, like, Irish jig section, that would have been a bit much. Yeah. Like f- Irish folk music. What? What's the word I'm thinking of? Um, I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Whatever the Irish, yeah. whatever the Irish version of a hoedown is. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah if they try to to stick that in it'd have been out of place um yeah so he made a conscious decision to sort of lose the the driving energy that the original has but i think what he substituted with was still enough to make it a a, a comprehensive uh like tender version yeah it works yeah let's talk about the new standards in 2008 <laughs> The New Standards. So, The New Standards is a jazz trio. Um, now, Minneapolis. Uh, from Minnesota. Minneapolis. We talked about them uh, for. No, we didn't. No, we talked about them. No, we didn't talk about before. them. I'm sorry. I thought. No, no. no. Their or at artwork, least if like they their did, album I artwork find looks it. very similar. Um, I found a, a cover of theirs of. Um, this must be the place, but we didn't talk about it. Oh, they also have London Calling and Toxic. Yeah, did we, we do did, either we of those? Been, we might have toxic, actually. Okay. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, don't remember. Uh, um, Let me see. Toxic. Nope. It's, and this one, this version does sound like other songs we've talked about. Like other cover versions we've talked before. It's got a very, like, a happy ending of a TV show. <laughs> feel to it <laughs> um the way they do the covers because they're, they're three guys and they, they have a, a double bass a piano a vibraphone and a vibraphone yeah, and a piano. so the vibraphone kind of adds this like twinkly high end that makes things sound kind of sweet Mm-hmm. so they kind of have that aspect to their music um also the other thing about this one it didn't sound overly jazzy to me no, it certainly didn't. Or not like particularly jazzy, except when that double bass comes in, and that's even only a little bit. Um, another note: they call themselves the New Standards. Jazz is very, like a big part of jazz is playing standards. So this mm-hmm. sort of implies that they are going beyond the existing jazz standards, which in this particular album, which is rock and roll covers, they do, I guess. So. Yeah, so looking at, because I'm going through their discography to see if we have talked about them before, but yeah, it is all, like, new standards. It's it's popular rock songs predominantly, so yeah. their first album has yeah. all the young dudes. It's got, uh, you think I find another song that is reasonably well-known, <laughs> Song 2 by Blur. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, 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 it's the excuse to be a cover band, but from the perspective of, hey, these are standards because they're popular. So we got maps. We got maps here, Alex. And yeah, a lot of it is driven by that vibraphone. 
That's what starts yeah. us off. Especially at the beginning. Yeah, you get the like vibraphone ding, 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 doing the the like uh progression thing. Mm-hmm. So that's still there. Um and then with the piano is also kind of playing too. So they're both sort of twinkly back and forth. Even in the beginning, like actually the piano does play, the vibes play like a little riff thing and the piano kind of copies it, so they do a little back and forth. Yeah. They a do a while. lot of like almost call and response sections between those two in this version. Because later they will do that, I think, during the bridge section where they, they're playing sort of similar segments and then they kind of play over each other as well. So it's not quite a call and response, but yeah, they are playing back and forth at each other. Right. Um, that ver- The verse comes in. Um, note about the verse. They like play the first two notes for pack mm-hmm. up on the piano right. as well. And like, that's it. Then the piano just like doesn't like they just play the intro part again it just joins in for like a second and he sings upwards so he does a uh, because that's what the the keys do back up which i think is not because it's just like the same note in the original isn't it um i don't know sometimes it's hard to tell sounded odd to me but i mean not a huge deal just something i noticed just different um, uh, we don't really get the bass in until the chorus, right? Yeah. Now the singer's the bass player, so he kind of takes a break for a little, for the first little bit while he's singing. Yeah. And um, of course, it's just a driving bass line on the chorus. It's just running roots. Dum, 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 dum. Yes, of course. It's it's got that big woody double bass sound. Yeah. Um, and the vibes change a bit on the uh, chorus as well. Hmm. But it's really been like dun 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 dun. dun. So they kind of play in that part. Um, what else is going on in this one? Um, uh, so I'd say overall, like kind of the thing they do a lot, they kind of have their own, either their own riffs and licks or their own versions of riffs. Um, mm-hmm. And they do kind of bring them up throughout, which is a good technique, musically speaking, to tie things together. Um, right. And we don't, like the vibraphone focus is a little unusual. So it's kind of mm-hmm. kind of neat. Um, really, uh, the other thing, like I'd say, it's generally fairly straightforward. It's a cover in terms like the structure is the same, and and like they do an intensity build, as you would do. Um, and then there's a bass solo, which is not something you always hear, except in jazz for some reason. And I uh, often have issues with jazz-based solos. <laughs> this one actually is not, not – this one's pretty good, I think. Yeah, this one's all right. Uh, it um, manages yeah. to stay like – it like goes a little melodic, but it stays kind of rhythmic enough that mm-hmm. like – that like it, it's, it's buttoned down enough. It's not just doing what seemed to me uh, completely random things. Mm-hmm. Uh, my problem with this one is they try and feed us the same climax twice. Because <laughs> they do the build-up on the second chorus. Right, and that only happens once in the original. Yeah, and then they feed it to us again after their their bridge section. It comes in too early. Yeah. And so, yeah, it just feels like they're like, oh, shit, and we also oh, have the rest of the song to do. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. Which is like, it's not longer. Or it's a little longer, but it's not like it's they a, added barely. A, a verse or anything. Like it's, it's just a bit different because of how they play it. Yeah, and so they just and lose all that momentum. I think in that that bass solo segment, 
which is not to say it's a bad segment, but it it's not one that is filled with the life that they instilled into that chorus. No, yeah, the bass solo does does uh, slow it down a little bit, and and it kind of does have a a fast feeling to it. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's actually faster than the original because it takes just as long. Yeah. Um, but it feels faster. Yeah, there's something about it's maybe just the rhythm they're playing is is a little more driving sounding, so it has a greater sense of motion. Right. Notably, yeah. up until now, no one has used the drums from the original, which I think are such a distinctive part. It's uh, a little mm-hmm. strange. Yeah, that is a, a big thing missing, and truly one of my favorite elements of this song is the drums. Um, but I guess they're hard to compete with because they are such a unique factor. Yeah. Yeah, so they spend from about like a little past the three-minute mark trying to build up the energy they lost in the, the instrumental break to give us, I, I think, a lesser climax than their climax from the chorus before. Because so it's, it's the same it's, one. Uh, it's the same one. So I agree that overall I think this composition is pretty neat. Like you said, it's a jazz trio doing something that doesn't necessarily read as jazz. Um, yeah, not directly. And, it's more like, mm-hmm. I mean, I always see like jazz um, analyses of like pop songs and they talk about this or that theory of chord progressions or something. Right. It's almost like that. Mm-hmm. But you know so it's like i guess it's maybe just a more more modern style of jazz where it doesn't yeah. sound like old school jazz because it's not it's not fair enough so yeah and i i think yeah i think the vocal performances are good i i kind of like driving energy even if it does feel a bit made for tv like I, i'm seeing people like opening doors to see their loved ones and just holding each other kind of vibe they don't love you like i love you they don't love you like i love you it's you know people stop people at the airport because you're like no don't get on that plane <laughs> And all that it shit. It kind of fits though. The song is the song's kind of cheats. Not really afraid to be a little a little cheesy. I think. Yeah, a little sentimental. I think. Yeah. yeah. So I think that is fine as well. Um, yeah. So overall, I think it's a fine performance. I think they could have tweaked something in the in the sort of last minute there to come out a little stronger. Right on. Let's talk yeah. about Keaton Hansen in 2012. Say 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 away. They don't love you like I love you. They don't love you like I love you. Keaton Henson. Uh, I looked him up. Uh, there wasn't much like to compare him with. Like I don't know any of his stuff. He's a he's an artist, like visual artist. He yeah, he started out making does album a lot of covers, a lot of things. Yeah. Also, like looking at his like early life, his parents were like an actor and a ballet dancer. His brother is also a composer. Like they're they're an artsy family. Right. So if he had been an accountant, like <laughs> yeah. this wasn't gonna play out that way. Uh yeah. Wikipedia says he suffers from anxiety and therefore rarely plays concerts, which I just thought was interesting. Yeah. Um I don't know. I feel I, I imagine there's a lot of artists that like also suffer from anxiety and then just like self medicate. Well, yeah, uh, so that's that's, why that's, a lot that's, of, that's not healthy. A lot of drunk musicians on stage. So this is uh, probably a healthier way of approaching. Yeah, it. so hey, maybe abstaining. Good for you. Maybe he's tried some live streams or something. That might that might be more to speed. Maybe. I don't know. Um, so this is a, a gentle version with some gentle guitar and his gentle, sweet high very voice. Very high voice and very yes. like lo-fi too. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's like this picked electric guitar. Yeah. Very like high end. Um, and then his like very close mic singing. Lots yes. of echo on the vocals. Very close to the mic. Lots of echo. And there's sort of uh, like yeah. There's this like waver to the vocals that make it sound sort of diminutive. Yeah. It's very gentle and soft and like unimposing. Yeah, yeah almost like sleepy, like dreamy lullaby music. After just about after every line, <laughs> you get that on the guitar that's just like a little gentle slide. Right. And that's that's his like signature move on this. That's what he brings. Okay. Yes, I hear that. It's like a little like bend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and yeah, that that higher guitar part does play those bends kind of quite a bit throughout like um like in the chorus in particular. Yeah. Uh there's also a lower guitar that comes in. Just yeah, playing oh. chords. Mhm. It's kind of the the bass part. I guess. Yeah, playing the bass. Yeah, it comes in for the chorus and kind of just plays like like chords, but like slowly. You know, it's like chord, hold it. Yeah, chord. just like sustaining chords for progression. Yeah. Um, um, things move a lot quicker on this version, though. Like deceptively, because it, it doesn't feel fast. Yeah, it doesn't feel fast, but it comes. It clocks in at three minutes. I think he doesn't do a lot of the bridge work, and he doesn't have the intro. We kind of cut right into the meat of the song. True. Yeah, I guess it's stripped down in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an instrumental part, though. That's true. Uh, kind of brings in, like, you get this, like, more growly sort of overdriven guitar. And you get, like, the combination of, of the, like, overdrive and the, like, lo-fi nature kind of makes it sound a little more distorted, I think. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's mostly just overdriven. Yeah. But I'm no expert. No expert for sure. Um, and then, of course, that higher guitar is still kind of bending and slide, kind of sliding around. Like, it does, like, picking and sliding and... Yeah. And bends. Picking, sliding, bending. And bends. And then later on, for his, like, intense part in the chorus, where she picks up in the original one, he just goes into, like, a higher falsetto. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of... That's what I got. That's, like, it. Yeah, that's it. It's, uh, it's Energetically a, a lot version. lower. Yeah. Very low energy. Uh, wasn't crazy about it. That said, there's nothing really wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, I, I I agree. Like, it it feels like kind of a more like intimate direct version because it's mm-hmm. got this close mic thing going. and It's very quiet. It was and I, it was like a bit too lo-fi. Like I like lo-fi generally, but this was like taken a few steps past my own preferences. Right. <laughs> And well, um, yeah, yeah, like the original version has that sort of lo-fi crunch to it. This was lo-fi without a lot of grit. You know, it was yeah, it, it kind of it kind of like tried to keep it in that high end and like not do too much and have too much going on at the time. I think it really tried to strip it down. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it was. It didn't didn't grab me too much. Didn't grab that me, said, no. like it's a reasonably effective way of d- making it like a more like I said intimate direct thing. Which mm-hmm. does fit in with the what the song is about. Yeah, and it's not like he was just doing cheap, like grab an acoustic guitar, fucking strum out the four chords, sing gently over top, call it a day. Like he tried some moves. Right, minimalism is actually very difficult. 
Yeah. So just didn't grab me that much. Yeah. So yeah, kudos to him for putting something out. But yeah, not 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 my favorite version we've talked about so far. Uh, speaking of versions that are also in the year 2012, the phrase. The fray. Yeah, I had to look up these guys because I forgot oh, they have one song I know. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't know over my head too. Uh, um, I know it's possible. Sometimes you know if I hear it, I don't know it by name. Yeah, um, I'm over my. Head. They all kind of sound like How to Save a Life. Is the thing. Uh, the fray has a real like Christian rock band vibe, and I don't think they're a Christian rock they're not band. Christian though. rock. Hmm. They, yeah, because they're like a bit country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that um, might be it. But yeah, they do How to Save a Life. Yeah. A song that, very serious, very serious song about suicide. One of those songs that I will sing goofily all the time and forget <laughs> that it's about heavy topics. It's like very serious. Yeah, I mean, that's sometimes the most fun s- songs to sing in a silly way are the ones about the most serious things because you create the highest, juxta- the greatest juxtaposition. You're right. It is a masterpiece of comedy when I when I yes. say how to save life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. High falsetto. Thank you. Um, yeah. Good. Good shit. I do that one, and I do uh, the. You're beautiful. Oh yeah, you're beautiful, and also uh, well, not falsetto, but I do all of my love by Led Zeppelin. Oh right, that's like actually about like a very, that, very that's about heavy his subject. Dead son. Yeah, <laughs> not one you should be singing lightly, but uh, your boy. Your boy does it. And it always kind of gets me down, because I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, that song's actually heavy. And I also like that song, so it's... And it makes people know, laugh, so it's worth it? Yeah, it's... it's that's long pause? There <laughs> you inflection? go. Inflection? Upwards? Um, yeah, inflect upwards. Hope for the best. Uh, really? The Fray, Alex! The Fray. How yeah. to save a life! Yeah. You know that one that they do? Oh, oh, that's um, them? <laughs> yeah, that's them. Oh, no them. way! <laughs> Uh, I'm, I, they have like three songs. They have that. They have over my head, and I know they have another one called "You Found Me," which I also know. I just you like went through me. their top five, and I, they just must have had mad radio play in the mid two thousands. Because or was this? This was twenty. Oh, I guess this was twenty twelve. But how to save this life, was twenty twelve. Yeah, uh, how to save a life was like oh five. I want to say. Yeah. So uh, contemporary, more or less, with this song a few years later. Yeah. But quite different. Um, kind of hits the same vibe as the new standards. Similar in that it's kind of changing the style, not necessarily adding much to it thematically. Yeah, and also just like that inclusion of like vibraphony. That's true because like it comes in with like chimes. Uh, it could be like a Celesta or something because it's, yeah. it's definitely got kind of a, a full sound. Yeah, but it yeah, sounds it's like, like chimey, like your classic indie rock that goes mainstream in in 2012 yeah or possibly a christmas song yeah 100 percent. so it opens with just ambient noises it's like the sound of somebody stepping into a store yeah yeah it kind of sounds like like wind chimes or like you know something you would hang from a door yeah and then that carries into the 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 rhythm you were just playing there that which might just be the progression part from the original one right yeah but I think, yeah, um, yeah, and and that's played on this 
possibly just like really bright piano. Yeah. It's got this very echoey sound and like there's some chimes going on as well. Yeah, and they're kind of playing alongside of it. Uh so uh, what it what it does uh to the song and kind of what they do to the song generally, uh I think they they swing it a little bit. Yeah. So it, it gives it this really bouncy feeling, which is a, a little strange. Yeah, a little off for what the song is. Um but they also like they have sort of their own drums thing going on. Doom, doom, doom. Yeah, and it's all yeah. that your bass drum, the kick Which drum. Which is, there. I mean, the original has a pretty big focus on the drums, uh, as we've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, none of them have used those drums that we've talked about. And this yeah. one is no exception, but it also kind of has its own drums. So they sort of yeah. tried to uh, get, yeah, put put their own stuff in all the parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it all does lead to this this sort of swing you're talking about. This is an absurdly upbeat version of this song. Yeah, it, it does make it sound very, yeah. Strangely, Down to the pre-chorus, where he does this, instead of saying, oh, say, 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 oh, say, 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 he says, oh, say, oh, say, say, oh, say, oh, say, say, Yeah, it, he, like, it he feels does, like, more a, like a they're going up. for, like, a hook. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't think it was successful as a hook. But it is kind of what it sounds like. Um, and I, I'm trying to think of like what would be contemporary with this song. I think we had gotten like some Imagine Dragons by this point, right? They were around yeah. 2012. I'm imagining like Imagine Dragons. I think Mumford and Sons was probably hitting the scene. Yeah, they were formed in London in 2007. Yeah. I so want to say they'd have been coming to the rise. Fun? Fun? Is fun for fair? sure would have been up in this yeah, time. I don't know. That that's what I'm that's what I'm feeling. That's your not, oh, yeah, not, not fun generally. The band fun. The band fun. Yeah, two thousand eight is when fun uh, was uh, began. So again, yeah, you give them so a couple of years to get started. It, kind of all all that style kind of makes me think of it. So sort of like rock and roll at the time, I guess. Yeah, it's uh yeah, that's rock and roll at the time. What a what a statement. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, what else does he do in this one? Um. He says maps. But he, he really shortens the amount of time because uh, he does it. stretch it. But he doesn't do an up-down. He just goes, maps. <laughs> That's it. And, uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot else. Like, his, like, high-up thing, he also does, like, a falsetto to go more intense. Yeah. Um, oh, the, the second end. verse. Yeah. He says, lay off, don't stray. Lay off. And then he says, pack up, do not stay. He's all over the place. It's all over the fucking place. Um, I don't know what to say about that. That just sounds incorrect. Like, that it sounds just, like Yeah, it, there's not even like reasonable like interpretations to draw from that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what to make of that. Um, yeah, they have know. some like synthesizer that comes in as well. Um, well, no, there's, there's, yeah. a, there's a segment kind of in the middle um, after the second chorus yeah where they do some like vocalizations oh yeah and i, I imitating the guitar at least what it it does in that segment in the original it's yeah like very generally instead of the like it's like oh and then yes. the, there's some some it sounds kind of guitarish 
well, it's kind of like a wah, 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 wah effect on the guitar, right? So like, yeah. it sounds like something's playing and then there's sort of like a sequencer or maybe a looping filter. It's probably a looping filter. Yeah, I think it is sound. that. Doing like a wah, 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 wah. Um, and that's, yeah, that's what they, oh, at the end there's like a bike, well, it's not a bike bell, but I, it's it's that same ambient sound from the start, but it made me think of a bike bell. Right, okay. Because uh, I had this really shitty bike bell that was like broken and didn't ring, it just went like, <laughs> Kind of reminds okay, me of that. Yeah, that I'm, I'm sure that's not a universal experience. But... It does. It does sound like it's not allowed to ring out to its fullest at the end there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This one was one of the higher production value ones, but like, I I don't know. I don't know if I like what they did with it. True. Yeah. It's it like like the lyrics kind of all over the place. I mean, the style's not really. I'm not really into it generally. Yeah. Um, like I said, they've got a Christian band vibe to them. True. And... I th- I think my parents would love this version. Honestly. Oh, probably. So it's not without. Um. I think I think it would appeal to some people. It's mm-hmm. just not really. Uh. Not really me. Yeah. Fair enough. I think. Yeah. And I don't think it really is this song. Yeah, I I, I I agree with that. I, I I think it's changes a lot. It makes it feel like really happy, which is a little weird. Yeah, it's maybe a little off. Um, it's, uh, how we yeah, interpret the song, anyway. But let's talk about something much cooler then in 2013. Much, much cooler. Talking about Anderson Pack. Say 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 oh, say 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 wait. You sure are. The American rapper, singer, songwriter, record producer, and multi-instrumentalist. This is a... uh, He probably... It says multi-instrumentalist, so... I guess so. I mean, bass is... But now that I've said it out loud, I think I might be thinking of Thundercat? Yeah, you're thinking of Thundercat. Thundercat plays bass. Yeah, okay. Um, Anderson Pack, not known as a bassist. No, but a guy I work with went to see them both in in Vancouver. I think that's why. Son of a bitch! I think I missed that concert. Yeah, because it was just too too far away when I was living out in New West Minster. <laughs> also, I, was, I think jobless at the time. Yeah, that's uh, fair. <laughs> um, but it was like forty yeah, bucks. Apparently, it's a pretty good show. Like, yeah, I don't doubt that. Possibly so even is... outdoors. Yeah, it would have been outdoors. It was yeah. at the P&E fairgrounds, so like imagine like a Stampede concert, basically. Yeah, sounds like it was during Stampede. Pretty good. And this is, I think this is fairly early. Yeah, so he debuted with a mixtape in 2012, released his first album in 2014, so his first kinda, album being Venice. So this is right between this those. This is between that. He did some covers. Yeah. Um, if you go to his band camp, if you look up the album cover art Anderson Pack band camp one, you'll get a better sounding version than the YouTube link I sent you. Oh, that would have been and a good idea. Yeah, I I just came upon it because I wanted to see the rest of the album. Very co- or EP rather, very cool EP. Um, he's done it as a sort of reverse take on what are called when we're commonly known as race records. And we've talked about these before, where you would get uh, popular white musicians to cover black you know quote-unquote black music right uh to to you know whitewash it for uh, the the audience with more money in their we pockets. talk about that quite a bit actually yeah um so he uh, as a sort of uh, a much cooler version of that if you know something much better in its intent he's taken uh six popular rock and roll songs maps seven nation army 
uh, Such Great Heights. I don't know who that's by. Uh, Seven Nation Army being by the White Stripes, Blackbird by the Beatles, Heart of Gold by Neil Young, and Hold the Line by Toto, and transform them in sort of uh, R&B, soul, funk versions, uh, you know, jazz, hip, all that. So he's, he's reversed the process to bring it back to, to, to real black music. The and, Postal uh, Service is the first mm. hit for Such Great Heights, but there's also other versions. There's Ben Folds, okay. Iron and Wine. I don't actually know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think Iron and Wine does a lot of covers, doesn't he? I feel like we talked about him on the show. I could be wrong. But so this is awesome. what he's done. He's turned to hold the line into a, a damn near seven-minute song, which is <laughs> pretty cool. But we're talking about Maps, which he's done, of course. Um, and this version is very cool. Yeah, Maps. It's um, a, a lot more electronic than the other ones. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it opens with like some kind of like ambient type sounds. Yeah, some feedback, a little bit of a guitar string slide. Yeah, and it's the feedback that leads into the verse. Kind of get that mm-hmm. like mm, hum, uh, and then it comes in with drum machine. Yeah, and uh, backup vocals while he's singing. He's back up, and then these backup vocals are going well. Yeah. Yeah, which is was cool. Just, yeah, it's kind of that like it's a lot of tracks it's that more like production heavy style yeah uh that you would that i would expect from what would be called a mixtape that is online yeah um so a... and then there's um. once he gets into the verse there's also this like really strange synth yeah um which is cool sound love, gotta, gotta love the strange synth doing like a big uh, descending pattern, I believe. Yeah. And then when we get to the uh, the chorus, we switch chorus. up the drum track. Yeah, there's kind of there's like two snare hits. Mm-hmm. Um, very like classic electronic snare sound. Um, <laughs> and then into the into the chorus. Yeah. And then a much bigger uh, and bassier synth coming to the chorus. That bam bam. Um, they also wait. What you were mentioning w- way back, I believe, in the way original, back in the, day. Yeah. <laughs> in the uh, like the repetitions on like words like wait, it has that mm-hmm. as well. So he says yeah. like wait, and he goes wait, right, just like immediately afterwards. That's right. Um, other a lot of cool synths. There's a higher synth that does some some running down here, slower than the other one. It's not the same as the other one, is it? It's it. similar in pattern, if not in tone might be the same anyway i think it's a little different because it's a little harsher on the chorus there it's filtered a bit yeah something like that um but yeah lots of cool synth sounds in this one um another higher one comes in for a little bit too mm-hmm. and it starts to play it's like it's kind of this like smooth i don't know exactly how to how this sound is created but what it sounds like to me is um, it's sort of like sliding between notes, but then like once it hits a note, it'll kind of lock into that note for a second. Right. Um, so it's almost like this sample and hold type thing with frequency, uh, which is okay. kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know exactly what, what causes that sound. Right. You're talking about that synth that kind of takes us from the chorus to the next verse? It's the, that like, that really high pitched one. Yeah, I yeah, don't know yeah. exactly what's going on there, but it's cool. 
It is cool. And then we come to the second verse, we add a little bit of guitar. Very little. It's just kind of in the back. Just a little... In the chorus? Um, No, in the second verse. Oh, sorry. I've, I've, I've oh, yeah, I'm looking at the chorus. second chorus. That's what I'm... Yeah, never mind. Uh, continue, continue. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, Big thing on the... What the second verse introduces is this sort of other uh, filtered vocal track where he kind of more shouts stuff. And uh, sets, he says the I'll stay the same line in that thing. I'll stay the same. Yeah, that's a cool effect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's all I've got for that. And then we come to the, the second chorus where things are a little more aggressive i think at least on the bass synth yeah it kind of moves well i found like there's a like more of you get the like the high strumming notes the din, 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 din. like it's still yeah. f- it's not like super forefront but they're kind of more focus more the focus here uh, and then the bass line gets like real crunchy yeah at this point um cool stuff and then he gets yeah. is it the same filter cuz when he says they don't love you like oh when he gets intense it goes this like heavy filter and like, Yeah effects. so it, do- it goes again at about 140 there yeah. I think Yeah Yeah gets into they don't love you like I love, like I love you and Yeah and then the their version of the bridge after the second chorus is like a guitar solo that's yeah. a little bit filtered in the back with him ad-libbing in that that filtered track yeah, and it's it's cool because it's I almost didn't notice it at first. Like there's this guitar shredding, but it's like very heavily filtered, and it's it's um yeah it's yeah and mixed I quieter I was than the rhythm to the, section. The bass. So I was listen. listening to this part and I was like, oh, this is like a bass solo, but it's not. Yeah, the guitar shredding over it. Yeah, so it is an interesting mix. It's a yeah. I think there's a lot of cool sounds in this one. Yeah, it's it's very dynamic. It's uh, I think it still holds on to some of that emotion of the original, but we're in a, v- a very different soundscape from anything else. Yeah, very different, very different space. Um, and like after that, he does go into falsetto for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the bass might even get crunchier later. It's possible. That's that's some crunch. And then uh, there's like some of those vocal effects, beats, synthesizers. Vocal effects. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. It's um, on the some one thing we camp. do get it free at the end, which is strange. Yeah, it's it's free. You can get this for, or you can chip him some money. You can do. You can get this however you like. True. Yes. Uh. Oh wait, is it free? I don't actually know. I'm listening to on it for Bandcamp. Free right it now. is. It's pay pay what you would like. Okay. So you can you can chip him nothing. You could chip him everything. Everything. Or something in between those two factors. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe don't go too extreme. Yeah. And so it. This one, like the the official song ends on a, a sort of echo out of they don't love you like i love you and then that echoes out and then we get a, a random quote from something some person saying your absence of integrity has filled me with rage you ought to leave at once if you neglect to do so i will cut you are we clear yeah i couldn't find what it was from because when i searched it it just came up with this yeah, maybe that was just something he wrote for and then put it here. Who knows? It's possible. It sounds like it's from a movie or something. Yeah, it really does. Could just be part of a poem. I don't know. Could be. And, uh, yeah, this one was very cool. Can't find it on Spotify, but very cool. Yeah. 
Let's talk about Freya riding in 2017. Poor man's Adele. Yeah, it won't take long. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, English singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist. Uh, her big success is a song called Castles. I've never heard it. It's an international. I, I listened to it, so I've heard it Me now. Me too. So I guess I, I, yeah, I have heard it, it now. Yeah, um, fair enough. Yeah, so... It's, um... It doesn't get more straightforward than this. In terms of, yeah. like, pop. Yeah, low chords, pop two different chords. That's your bass side. That's your left hand. And then your right hand, literally one piano note. Yeah, it's... She's playing the piano, and uh, and you'll never guess. Uh, there are strings that come in later. Oh, yeah, buddy. So I I didn't find this very exciting at all. It no, sounded like I, to be a very, like, generic version of, of this style of music yeah it's very uh, despite the fact that not a lot is going on it feels overwrought like we're putting too much into these vocals yes like 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 her performance you think yes just like trying trying to cram too much into her vocals (laughs) she does she has this very she kind of has um i I can say open style of singing she kind of sings a little bit low but like pushes a lot of air through yeah well, it's it's like very much like it sounds like Adele style of singing, which would be this right. time, twenty seventeen. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's in the in the Adele. And so it's um, supposed to carry all of this weight and be this this big. It's in Adele you know, country. Yeah, Adele you're supposed country, to hang your right? hat on on the vocals here, and I don't think they're they're special, and I don't think they're communicating as much as she would like you to believe. We're passing through Adele country. <laughs> we uh, can't stop here. This is a Dale country. Um, yeah. So uh, let's not stop here. Uh, no, we should say more things. Do I have anything else to say? I mean, uh, what can I say? It's it's so straightforward. Like it's it's piano chords with her singing, and then uh, strings come in, and they kind of do rising, and then like the piano picks up, like the the higher notes pick up speed, and the strings increase, and by the end there's a lot of strings and a lot of piano, and yeah, that's it. Yeah, and oh yeah, like halfway through it increases in intensity. So you know she starts out soft and low, and then she's loud and low at the end of the second half. Um, yeah. She does the second verse again at the end. That's right. She repeats the verse right at the end. Yeah. And of course, that one we were stripped down again. Wow, we we peaked and then yeah. now we're back. Not a fan, obviously. Not a fan. It's ugh. it's kind of just kind of boring. I we've, we've I, I had this like. Before. F- forgot about it even when i was writing down the <laughs> list of songs to like organize my notes and then i came back and i was like ah oh, shit i've missed this Frey writings version and then you know, part of me wishes i had just missed it yep you Sorry, can, you can skip I'm, this I'm, one. Sh- I'm sure you're fine and successful but not for me let's talk about australian alt rock let's talk about camp cope yeah. in 2017 <laughs> Well, supposedly they have described themselves as power emo. Power emo! Um, which is good that uh, there's powerful emos. 
Yeah. Because apparently they need all the defense they can get because they were hated back in the day. They really um, were. Uh, I, I learned about this after the fact. I, I didn't know about it because I was young and then my sister identified as one. Okay, right. Um, so they seemed fine to me. But uh, I, I probably talked some shit. Let's let's oh, face 100%. it. Oh, hundred percent. Let's face uh, it, Alex. You were you were out there leading the march against emos. Yeah, I've heard some things about myself from back in the day. I'm like, I did that. Wow, fuck. Um, apparently, I shut it out. Well, yeah, it happens to the best of us, or I guess the worst of us, because it's shitty things. I think it doing. happens to all of us. I, I'm hoping. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, so this was for uh, a uh, the Australian youth radio station Triple J, which has a weekly segment called Like a Version, wherein they'll bring on a, a popular artist either from you know from from basically anywhere. It doesn't have to be Australian. These guys are Australian. It's an Australian radio show, and the artist plays an original version and uh, so one of their own songs, and they play a cover version. Um, Camp Cope wanted to play the song Carolina by Royal Headache. But uh, apparently Triple J shot that down, so they played this, Maps, and they did it in one take. Huh. Right on. Worked out pretty well. I didn't hear any, like, major mistakes or anything. I guess that's yeah, why and you it's, only have to do one it's take. It's pretty faithful. It's a pretty faithful True. Cover, so it's not like... This is the first one that uses the drums. Yes. That we've talked about all day. Uh, except for the original, obviously. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> it's... Uh, I, I, the way they structure this one, they start with just the bass. Yeah. So the bass is playing that single note part right at the start. Um, it is obviously lower. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a bit I, slower. It's not playing quite as many notes, but I could yeah, be Yeah, lower, slower, and cleaner because not, there's not that crunchy distortion on yeah, there or anything. True, true. It's just bass sound. Um, the singing, I thought was pretty normal, like straight. I mean, in the style. Yeah, didn't like stand um, out in any particular. Naturally, way. when she when she goes into the second half where she starts to punch it, I I see more of what could be called power emo in that. True, she does get some some of that like grit in it. Like, yeah, it's, it's like it's a little rough. It's not like screaming or anything, but it's kind of approach like moving in that direction a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah, but to start out, it's fairly plain. It's poppy. It's it's clean. Could be in any song. And uh, the electric guitar does come in, but not until the chorus. That's right. Possibly two guitars. No, I think the bass just gets played higher. So they start playing the bass higher there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, that's kind of like the last major change, I think. Other than this, this singing and getting intense later on. Yeah. Um, I found their bridges. Their segments between uh, between the chorus and the second verse, and you know, from chorus to chorus were much less uh they almost seemed indecisive. indecisive like because yeah because they did it in one take and they're like maybe we should do a solo and then they kind of just didn't do it and they're like uh we'll just kind of play and so it becomes a very sparse and very plain uh bridge between segments i found this is between all the verse and courses yes well you get the one between verse and chorus and the one between chorus and chorus Oh, right. So the, you mean like their instrumental part? Yeah, their instrumentals are just uh, a little... Just It just felt like they played it safe there, I guess. I guess. And also, I mean, they're really driving it with the bass, I think. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the guitar doesn't have much to like punch it up. So in terms of like the original, which is like very big, um, 
it's a, it feels a little thinner. So not really doing much with it effects in terms of effects. They're just kind of mm-hmm. continuing with what they were doing before. Yeah, it's so it's very eh. I mean, I, like for one take, this is great. Yeah. But it would have been cool to see something else. Yeah, in there. it's another one where it's kind of like if you went to see them live and they play this, be like, yeah, cool, they did this. And oh like, yeah. You'd be able to say, ah, it was had more of a bass focus, you know. So they there's a little little like they put their own stamp on it. Yeah, and hey, shout out to a bass being in there, right on. Love the bass. <laughs> kind of <laughs> love hearing that bass. Hell yeah. Sort of like I, I, more. I like her later half vocals. Like I, I, I maybe kind of trash talk the first half, but I didn't think they're bad in the first half. But I, <laughs> no, I really no. like when she punches it up. Definitely I think she's not. great with that. Capable vocalist. And like you risk that in this song that is so tender. When you start punching vocals like this, you risk it coming off as angry. And uh, while she does get pretty intense, I still think it it plays in line with the tone of the song. Yeah, it all works. Possibly by not changing it very much, but yeah. it works fine. Yeah, that's what I find with a lot of these like aversion, because I've encountered some of them just in the wild, naturally, when you decide to... Yeah, I've seen the name. Yeah, and typically they are very, very close to the original, and that's why generally I haven't included them, but this one made the cut, so... Yeah. There you go. Speaking of people who have made the cut somehow again, 8-Bit okay. Arcade in 2019. <laughs> Yeah, we've been talking about them a lot these days, eh? Yeah, and uh, I mean, this is one of their better outings, I would say, uh, by merit of that they include the vocal track. Right. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's interesting, and the reason it's interesting is because I don't want to listen to it, and the reason I don't want to listen to it is because the drums hurt my ears. The drums suck, right? <laughs> like, no, but like, I, I'm not saying they suck. I'm saying like they made. They made my ears hurt. Like, I don't like that that repeated low, like, the sound they make at the start. It, it like, I had to turn it down. Right. Um, I did listen to it. I did finish it because the, they, they don't stick. Uh, but their version of the drums, yeah, are odd. And I guess that's kind of, they've clearly placed some limitations on themselves mm-hmm. um, to be a little bit more, like, 8-bit. But when they come in with those drums, it's just very, like, low like click thing it's not really a click but it it's yeah it's like very this very like dull uh short drum sound so i i I, yeah maybe that could be better wasn't a a huge fan of this but it did it did hurt my ears a bit um and then of course they come in with their other synths doing like the the progression riff and then another synth that does vocals um and then uh the kind of saving grace um when they go into the chorus now in the original they kind of keep the same drums but they add um symbols symbols uh i assume they move up and lose some of the lower end but i forget now if that happens this one does lose that lower end yeah, and it switches the the sound to this. Push, 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 push. It sounds more uh, like, like the symbols. Yeah, like the symbol sound. I assume. Yeah, and like it's in terms of like the chorus is where this one shines. I think because it 
and managed to keep some of that energy from the original. Yeah, and they also have one other interesting decision, possibly caused by like limitations of the of what they were working with. Um, the like drone kind of sound from the original. There's like a distorted right. guitar. It sounds more like a very fast bass line in this version. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, which is kind of interesting change. I mean, it it works fine. Um, yeah, it's uh, and like I said, it's probably the, they're the best we've heard from them since Life on Mars, and that it feels like a full version of the song. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little a little more going on, but I I don't want to listen to it, unfortunately. Because, well, yeah, I, I, I think that not only did the drums hurt Alex's poor ears, but I also just think they kind of suck. I don't think they <laughs> they fill the shoes of the original or even make yeah. for a good translation into 8-bit. Yeah, I would say generally they made some good decisions because the things they did, compared to some of their other versions, weren't necessarily the most obvious decision to make when they were translating mm-hmm. it over. That said, they weren't always completely successful. Yeah. Um. So there you go. Eight bit arcade. I I think I've got to put a moratorium on them for a bit because I think yeah. we've discussed them enough. I think we have a good idea yeah. of who they are. And yeah, what we've they got produce. a good spread. Yeah. Um. With that, let's talk about today's spread and break them down into three fun little categories. We got the worst version, the best version, and the most romantic version. Most romantic version. Most okay. romantic. Alex. What is the worst version of this? Worst version. Uh, Freya Ridings for me. It was yeah. just so nothing. I, I can't like I can't say more than I've said already. I don't like. Let's look at like Duke Special was another uh, sad piano cover. Sure, but there was a little more depth in there. A little more being de- literally just more notes and different notes being played on the piano. Yeah, and possibly <laughs> like part of it when when you get those like very produced. Um, pop type stuff you, you get less of that like personal feeling mm-hmm. whereas duke special had that in his version so yeah there was more in, on the performance side as well exactly so yeah i agree with you Freya writings is ultimately forgettable um i forgot about it while taking notes i forgot about it while we were recording today <laughs> and after this sentence i'm going to forget about it again forget so about alex <laughs> exactly what is the best version best of version this? i mean i I, yeah. I could see us going in a similar direction i really think there was one standout and mm-hmm. that was anderson pack yeah uh bold moves and great results and good sounds and i mean there were like there were several good ones but i think that was that was really the standout yeah, I mean, like, honestly, like, the new standards, that was a, a cool version. Duke Special yeah, was good. A little weird, um, like Duke Special. Um, not wild about most of the other ones, but they were fine. Yeah, they were so, fine. Not like, all like, them, like, some of them were fine. Yeah. But, yeah, that, I mean, I, I just don't see how it could be any other one. Yeah, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, Pac did a really good job bringing that into his wheelhouse and making it his own piece. It's awesome. And I think everybody should check it out. Um, Alex, what is the most romantic of, of, of these? The most romantic Which version. one of these screams romance? It's 8-Bit Arcade, because video games are very romantic. They can um, be. No explanation given. <laughs> uh, I would say in terms of romantic, I would generally think of it as kind of like a one-on-one sort of thing. So really there's two that have that intimate feeling, and that's uh, Duke Special and 
Keaton Henson, and I liked Duke Special more, so I'm going to say Duke Special. That's fair. You know what? And that's a that's a good choice. I'm going to give it to Camp Cope because it's Camp got that Cope. young people romance energy. Oh, you're right. It does. A, a little bit of that falling apart at the seams. Yeah. Love so in. intense it shakes you at the core. It's it's just a slightly newer version of what the original was. Yeah, really. About. It's just like a a, a, a modest update. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this is also an effort just to pick a different song from you because I think for like the past three or four episodes we've been one to one on. We've been on picks. yeah, yeah. We need like to have a guest on or something. Jeez. We got to get a guest on. We're yeah. <laughs> um, but that is our picks. If you have a different opinion, a similar opinion, want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about, hit us up on Twitter hashtag CoverMePod at Jake the Cressy at some Alex Wise Guy. You can also email us at covermepod at gmail.com. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. And you can do that on Twitter, too, but it'd be nice to get an email every once in a while. Rate and review us. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. That's what I always say. And now for a bonus segment wherein I ask Alex a question I prepared beforehand. Alex, I mentioned this off-air. And now I'm going to mention again on air. DMX recently passed away, he unfortunately. Did. He did. And not an artist who I am a huge fan of, though I do love some of his his hits, of course. Sure. He has the unique role in my life of being the first like hip hop artist I legitimately listened to. Um ah. in particular the song Where the Hood At I was listening to a lot when I was fourteen. Okay. <laughs> and so he's really he's my introduction to hip hop. He is my entry point. And so I figured, given given my story with it, I, I would ask you this week, Alex, who is who is your entry point for hip-hop? Um, thanks for asking, Jake. I actually do have an answer for this one. Because you lent me a few um, CDs you had back in the okay. day. Because I, I had expressed interest in learning more about hip-hop because I didn't know much about it. Um, and it was none of those. But... Still like them, um, but it was around that time, and and the first one that like I was got really interested in listening to would have to be uh, it was um, Acid Rap, Chance the Rapper. Yeah, that checks out. That I was being that's what it was for me around yeah. that time. It was like I listened to Acid Rap and I listened to Run the Jewels too, and then I was like, yeah, okay, I could get into this. Yeah, and that's a that's a good like two ends of the spectrum because <laughs> like Run the Jewels two is very hard, like very it's hardcore. Intense, right? It's pretty intense, and then you got Chance at the other end who plays much much lighter and is uh, kind of upbeat. And not I that, love them both. Yeah, I love them both, and that's yeah two great entry points there. So I I'm not surprised that those are <laughs> those are your two, and that's uh yeah that'd have been what early 2010s. Um, this would have been about 2014 for me. Okay. I, I came in a little late still, but uh... that's fair. It, it took me time too, because even even though I had that that entry point of DMX where the hood at, uh, I, I, that was kind of isolated. And then a big part of it was uh, Stephen and Jacob, uh, our two good friends, one a, a, a regular guest on the podcast, uh, would listen to Kid Cudi while we were smoking weed, and I was like, oh, I don't, I I still don't like hip hop that much. And then eventually I listened to it. I was like, this is good. I like weed yes, and hip hop, so I that was. Remember, <laughs> I do remember sort of hearing my second a lot entry. of. Um, what's it called? Man, Man on the Moon. 
Man on the Moon. And um, Indicud driving around yes. back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah, that was... Uh... <laughs> That was big, big in our circle. Um, if you guys want to tell us about your hip hop entry point, um, hashtag H H E P H Hip. Let us know. That's it for today's episode. And as we always say, uncover me, my kind's your kind. I'll cover me.